Happy Tuesday. Hello, everyone. It is, in fact, the 21st of May, and uh, happy storm morning to you all. We hope that you're well. We are having a glorious time in wet Bixby. Yeah, we have checked in with all, and everyone is safe and sound this morning, though maybe a bit damp, so we're we're getting reports in just of some roads covered in water. Um, but as far as we can tell, there's been some rotations, but a lot of sirens went off last night, but um, no touch down here, um, possibly in a town about four hours from here, but nothing touched here, not damage that we know of, just still raining. So, so yeah, it's, uh, people are finding some alternate routes <laughs> to get, get places. And we're going to go out after we complete the podcast and just check on what we can on Araba and feed the horses and that kind of thing. So thank you for everyone that was praying. We know we were in the news and <laughs> so we were. we've been been getting lots of inquiries about all of our well-being here and we are well like we said other than some some excess water dampness <laughs> it, it's just slightly damp yeah. here in Bixby yeah so keep those prayers coming we appreciate them we definitely have a team that's praying through things and we know that's why everyone is safe and sound and Papa is good. So we, uh, we're grateful. There's a lot of testimonies mm-hmm. about the lack of destruction um, yes. over the last 24 hours plus. And so we are looking at this through the eyes of celebration and, and diligence because we know that we're continuing our prayers as we take our steps forward through this day and through this week. Yeah, we know he already, Papa already has any provision that's needed for anything that that needs to be dried or whatever those things. So we're very grateful for that, that when we encounter any situation like this, um, his provision is already with us. And that's an amazing thing that only only God's people can say that we're already provided for. So That's exactly right. Yeah. Yeah, um... As we've been praying through this storm, one of the things that's really um, stood out to me as I'm talking to Papa, um, a lot of the a lot of the things that that we've walked through from a prayer standpoint. Um, of course, we've 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 seen Papa shine his light, and we've seen various things that we've gotten to bless, and things that we've gotten to forgive. And uh, a silver trumpet got blown a couple of times. <laughs> and um, there was a lot of responding that we got to do. But one of the things that really stood out to me in my conversations with Papa was just, you know, every once in a while I found myself almost getting to that place where I was saying words uh, in my royal priesthood instead of connecting intimately mm-hmm. and being a true royal priest. Because a royal priest... The, the whole idea, the foundation, the origin of the royal priesthood is that Levitical Sadoc call. And 
And it was always in the inner court in the Holiest of Holies. And I really was pierced by that over the last 24 hours, just talking to Papa at how so much of what we do is is meant to be in that intimate place and that that we can see something and say the words God's shown us. But the real miracle is when we enter into his presence, into that deep place of his heart where we're, we're resting with him. And Papa really emphasized to me so much of the condition that we go through in our lives is 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 really at a place that's more external it's it's more even in the soul or in the body but our spirits are always in a place of covenant and uh and that really stood out to me because it's easy to see how um in a day like this there's so much condition surrounding us with uh, a storm that at times you know was sounding a little violent and uh, what a picture that is of all the the selfishness that is the nature of the world right now and not what Papa intended, but the covenant of love, the covenant of never beginning and never ending, the covenant of beauty, the covenant of everything glorious in the world is always found in the spirit. And uh, so that's just one of the really cool journeys that I've had over these last couple days has been connecting in spirit and that reminder, wow, everything that we know and love and believe in is in our spirits. And that no matter what is happening around us, and I know Jesus did this, is when we connect spirit to spirit with God, when we connect spirit to spirit with each other, we're always in covenant. And so the condition can be whatever, however loud of a bang that selfishness wants to make. It can make all the noise that it wants to, but the never beginning, never ending reality of the covenants that we have established of love exist at all times in the spirit in our spirits, in the breath of God, in the Ruach of the Holy Spirit that is within us. And so it's been just a glorious thing to connect with God. And in that place, our prayer, our declarations on earth that affect heaven. And and of course, that in heaven that affects earth has such power and such authority and such truth. And that's the place of calm, the place of peace, and the place of rest that I found in this storm is with him. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we we got up and really didn't know yesterday anything about it. And then um, the the predicted storms and that kind of thing, or the level at which it was being said the impact was going to be. Uh, there was something I'd never seen before, um, and that was that all the schools closed here yeah. in anticipation of the the proposed or predicted storms, and never seen that before. Um, and then we uh, that was just interesting because we know all the schools have 
procedures for tornadoes and things like that. So that was just really interesting. And so we got we got the team going here. The Sessers were going and um, were putting together and have been praying through everything that's been sent. And it was, you know, very similar threads. Um, but something interesting that happened was when the storms, the tornadoes, I guess, didn't hit at the predicted time, then the rumor of worse grew. So it was, there was already quite a rumor of the destruction and, and we're not discounting warnings. You know, we're a people who are on the wall. And so we see the plans of the enemy. We thwart those by our knowing of them. Um, but that's different than when there's a real stirring of fear and that that stirring has a purpose. So, um, that it was just interesting that, um, kind of what was being set forth, really preparing for destruction. And so one of the threads that came in, uh, there were um, numerous ones, but there are two I feel to mention for us, just as we're moving forward in our everyday life. And so one was about lack. And it, it wasn't about lack, it was about perceived lack and how that creates a vacuum. And numerous people had experiences either in somewhere they were in the few days before or just kind of experiencing um, people in places where they perceived lack and had found ways to fill that lack for themselves. And that it was creating this vacuum because it wasn't allowing the space for Papa to provide. And I was really struck by that yesterday. What a people of plenty we are. We can pray. We do have every resource at our disposal, every resource of heaven. Uh, we just have such plenty. And, and sometimes, um, you know, the greatest work, and I have that in quotes, that we do is to wait with him for how he's going to provide and um, and in that weight, we are able to recognize his provision when it comes to whether that's praying through a storm. Uh, last night, it was interesting. It was Monday, so it was date night. And we, we prayed and we felt good to go and do some things that early in the day we had felt invited to do. And we were out somewhere and a person said, well, you're so brave to go out in the storm and everything was completely calm. And so, so we were like, yes, you know, and, but I saw the perspective of, you know, we can see weather and we can see the storms and that. And, and we, this, this people that we are, no, there's something we can do. Um, we don't, we never resign ourselves to a fate we always pursue the promise of, you know, the things that, that the Lord has spoken to us. And there's just so much wealth in that, you know, to be able to do that. But we have storms. We can have a storm in our daily life. And I, I think in looking at how we've been dismantling the full impact of this system that was coming through, 
we get to remember to do that in those storms that come into our everyday, where we're calling in the light. One of the things we were praying yesterday and where we saw a real shift was, um, and what he's invited us to many times in, in storms like this is, Papa, what's your provision? What do you want us to receive from this? And what is not? What do you want us to remove from this through our prayers? And I think we get to do that in our daily um, life when those storms come, when those things come that try to sway us, even rock us or move us from where we are. They take us by surprise is to ask him, Papa, what is your provision in this storm? And what would you have removed? What would you have me not take part in in this at all? So that we're receiving whatever provision he's bringing in it while walking through whatever is strengthening us. Um, One of the things we saw and prayed through, and this was as we were out, you know, doing the things early evening we felt invited to was we've had this word for the year about strengthening the foundations. And we've been talking about that in the podcast for the past weeks. And if there's um, destruction to the point that, that what's on the foundation falls, then the focus becomes rebuilding those things on the foundation. And the foundation may not be strong, but that's where all of the efforts go to is just getting the structures rebuilt on the foundation and it distract, distracts us or takes our eyes from what we're called to, which is strengthening the foundation. So that's first. And so we just saw kind of an agenda of the enemy of that to get our eyes, you know, to cause something where we were trying to rebuild instead of strengthen. And so we've definitely had our eyes on that. And then um, another one of the words that came in was... Um, trusting the system instead of seeking the source. And that's that's what you've already said, you know, where you came to, and that word came from you. So, <laughs> But it was um, just seeing a lot of trust in the system, whether it's the weather systems, the just the different systems that there are that we don't realize become our source instead of Papa. And so we put our trust in those instead of seeking him each day. And so yesterday I was already on a thread um, that Papa had me on and I just saw how it connected. So um, I was just thinking about Alicia. I never know if it's Elisha or Alicia. I meant to Look that up. Do a pronunciation. I think Alicia is as good as anything. Okay, I'm going to stick with that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so um, I was just kind of reading in First Kings the story of, of Alicia and Elijah. And I was um, struck by this moment when Elijah, he, he has gone... And, but he's, he's given, he's given Alicia an invitation to come with him, um, to, that they're going to go alongside each other. And he wants to, um, introduce him and bring him into some, some things he's walking in. 
And so Alicia has this real choice. And that is he can just walk away from from this season that he's in, this moment that he's in. Or he can, and, and just leave it as it is, where it was the last moment he was plowing, basically, um, and just go, or he can complete something in order to move forward. And so Alicia realizes this, and so he doesn't just, so when when Elijah talks to him, he's plowing, he's got the oxen, he's plowing in the field, and and he he chooses i'm going to go i'm going to go i'm i'm being called to something here and i i want to recognize that and reconcile to it but there's something significant he does and he breaks the plow so he breaks it and then he builds um a fire with it and then has the oxen be an offering and so he cooks the oxen over this now wood you know, burning <laughs> that was the plow. And um, he feeds the people around him with it. And then he goes. And so I saw this quick blurb yesterday as um, I was reading the story. This word came about trusting the system. And and it described, it, it was just quick. It was like five seconds. And it just said the plow was a system. And so I just, I didn't go any farther with it. Um, I have no idea what it was talking about, but it, it really revealed to me, yes, that plow was the system that Alicia had the choice to trust in, to trust the system. That was a provision. You know, God gave him the plow, but if the plow became the system he trusted in and he couldn't leave it, then that was going to be that was going to keep him from what he was now being called to and so because that provided for um his family you know crops were grown from there things were planted all of that and he had the choice was he going to trust the system or was he going to seek the source and see what more the Lord had for him. So he chooses to not let there be a system that rules his life and he breaks the plow. And so I just felt like as we were talking about systems, as we were dismantling the storm, um, I just was asking for myself, what system is my plow? Like, do I have a plow that I'm trusting more than you, Papa? And really started looking at that. Is there something that... um, even if it's just security, just do I feel so secure in every moment that I've put that above um, being satisfied in who you are? Um, is there um, just anything that I would put before you and I would, I would hold tighter to that thing provided than the provider? And so I just, I just was inviting him yesterday to break any plows I had and let that be a place of offering for me. And, and then I was looking at what would I offer? And I just felt like in this time where we're looking at the foundations and strengthening and strengthening it, um, I just thought of Psalm 32, 
um, when David talks, says, when I kept silent, my bones waxed old through my roaring all the day long. So that was, that was a mouthful, but in my nutshell, just trying to get this, get this in my own heart. I was seeing those things that we don't let be discovered cause and ache in our bones. And, and I got to have a conversation with someone yesterday that was really meaningful to me. And it's someone that always reminds me that there's a time to whisper and there's a time to roar. And I don't want to roar when it's time to whisper. And I don't want to whisper when it's time to roar. And so just realizing there can be a place this roar comes from us, but it's really, we're really invited to whisper or to stillness or to silence. And and just what he was showing me was sometimes our system is the place in our foundation, the foundation of us. We've been able to hide those things that we feel like if we really brought them out to be dealt with, that it would be too much for someone to handle or we'd be judged. Um, that was one of the words we got related to the storms too, was clouds of judgment. And so just like a real fear of judgment that leads to a shame or a covering of ourself where if anyone else knew I was dealing with this and then, you know, honestly, you get in that app, you know, with someone and with a a team of people or you get in your community and when you share what you find is compassion, what you find is, is a fierce love that isn't going to let you stay there. And that, um, you don't have to have that roar from your bones. You know, we're meant to have life. And so you don't have to have that thing that just feels like it's perpetually rattling you. You actually get to know that in that moment when you're invited to break the plow, to end end your uh, relationship with a system, whatever that is, that those things can come forth and be dealt with, and that strengthens the foundation. And so I was just looking a little bit at the word plow and found a very interesting thing, especially in context of what David said and where Alicia was. And that was um, that plow comes from a root word, haresh, which is also a root word for silent. And so um, it's a place where... You pause and you can hear. You can hear the truth and all those things that have grown that weren't truth, all those things that have kind of cracked the foundation because they they broke through and they were never meant to grow. A lie we believed or a, a false source we had or a false perception that we had, um, those things get to be plowed over as we pause with him and you know, a, a concept of plowing, and I'm not, I'm no farmer, so I'll do the best I can. Um, but when they would be plowing in their fields, um, there would be a, a trench that they dug, and the covered plants, the, the plants that were already there would be covered over. So they weren't, like, removed. They were allowed to stay in in the ground for the nutrients, of that season that they had, but then it made the way for new seeds to come. 
So what was on the surface was taken deeper. So plowing is about going deeper. And those things are silent, but still there. And so we're getting to receive the nutrients, like kind of the provision that Papa has, but not allow the hidden things to bring destruction that he never intended. And so um, just really looking at that, um, asking him to help me be a plowed place where I don't have anything that's keeping me from going beneath the surface into the real heart of the foundation of me. Just anything that I would feel like, oh, if anyone knew that. I think what I've discovered over the years is when you when you really are vulnerable and share those things, you find five, ten more people that are walking through the exact same thing as you, thinking everyone would think the exact same thing about it and finding, no, someone's been waiting for somebody to just go, man, that's been there and I'm ready to deal with it. And you get, you just get surrounded, um, by your people. And, um, so when, when Papa invites us to break the plow, like he did for Alicia, he's saying this, this land is already ripe for harvest. Let's harvest it so you can feed those around you so you can have a time of offering and then you can move into this place I'm calling you to and that that place he's calling us to is much less a geographical location that we're moving to than a change of perspective. We begin to see him differently, ourselves, our situation, and the people we're with differently and understand the harvest of each other. We begin to find the harvest of each other. And and really, it takes away that perceived lack um, because we start to recognize the best antidote for lack or the perception of lack is to know what we already have instead of what we think we need to get, but to really understand what we already have and um, and to just be free of the of comparison in it because you know one of the things that also happens in Elisha and Elijah's story is when when Elijah does ascend um, into heaven you know to be with the Lord it his mantle is left and and it's always talked about like he, Elijah passed his mantle to Elisha, but it doesn't actually ever say that. It says he left it there. And Elisha could have picked that thing up and put it on and in no way been able to do a single thing Elijah did because it wasn't that piece of fabric that brought the power that Elijah walked in. It was the covenant it identified that that. Um, that beautiful piece of, of, you know, thread and fiber identified a choice Elijah made, and that was to enter into covenant with the Lord. And he did incredible things in that covenant. I think there's like um, eight miracles recorded that he did. You know, he multiplied the oil. He did all these things. But when Elisha had the invitation from the Lord, it wasn't come do what Elijah did. 
You know, it wasn't pick up that mantle and go do the same. It was, would you be identified in covenant with me now and do the things I've created you to do? And he, I think it, he did, you know, that was his double portion. If Elijah had eight miracles, Elisha did 16. I mean, that's what's recorded in scripture. And so it wasn't about outdoing or, uh, exceeding or superseding or any of those things. It was the way has been made. And if you will enter into covenant with me, I can do even more than I've done before because there's this strengthened foundation. You're stepping onto a strengthened foundation and getting to walk. Um, And that was your time with Elijah was being strengthened to the place where you could say yes. It wasn't learning the tricks of the trade. It was understanding the power of covenant, the power of saying yes to what you're chosen for. And there is no lack in that. There is always provision for it. And that's what Elisha saw, that he left this place of provision, the field and the plow, and he came into a place of multiplied provision because Papa will always provide and multiply from what he's provided with each of our yeses. So, yay. Yay. What a journey we get to be on. Yes. Yep. Well, yay. Breaking some plows. Yeah. Yeah. No, No system will ever override our source. Not ever. And um, I think that's what the world tries to convince us the most of right now is, you know, we're we're always looking for the formula, you know, even as his people. And it, with with the Holy Spirit, there is no formula. There's just following that that's the formula. If there has to be one, it's following, it's responding, um, responding in the moment, not choosing for your lifetime because we get caught there too, don't we? We draw a conclusion. Okay, so I'm always going to do this or I'm never going to do this instead of I'm ever going to respond. That's what I'm purposed to. I'm going to respond. I'm going to be prepared. That's that's why we're strengthening these foundations so we can respond. If we have cracks in our foundation, we're going to react to anything that feels like it could shake it, crack it more, or bust it wide open. When it's strengthened, we can respond because we have no fear of being moved from where we are. We know we're we know we're sync secure because our goal isn't security our heart is satisfied is being satisfied in him and not because he needs to do more to prove himself but because we're so satisfied with what he does each and every day and we're discovering the provision in each and every moment of the day and that's why we seek him for more because we're so satisfied with what he's already done. We're not, we don't have the perception of lack that if he would just do more or if this or if that, when this or when that, it's it's while he's providing, we find our satisfaction and, and we find then he comes with that double place. I'm going to multiply what you have because you were so satisfied with it. I can't help it. That's just who he is. He can't help himself in that. When we are satisfied with what he's doing in that day, with what he's provided, um, 
he can't help but make it more. It's just what he does, and it's what we get to do. Uh, last thing we kind of saw in the storm, not not the last thing that was seen, the last thing I'm going to say is just that um, often when there's storms, we look at what is he what is the enemy trying to distract us from? And we really felt like he's trying to distract us from the awareness of God's goodness that we're in a season of returns, you know, people turning back around and coming to what they know is true. And if the enemy keeps us in this place where we're trying to rebuild instead of making room for those who would return instead of setting a place at the table, instead of um, making sure that we have no places in our foundation, people could fall through the cracks, that kind of thing. This, this return is coming and the enemy would try to get us to rebuild something that didn't even need to be there instead of restoring what will hold everything Papa will bring. So, yay. Yay. We love you guys so much. Yes. We love spending time with you in the morning. We do. We do. You may have heard a little of our thundering out there, but keep your prayers coming. We appreciate them. We're we're certainly uh, hanging on to every thread he's given us as we see this, this system unplow (laughs) not be a plow anymore so so we love you so much and we'll talk to you very very soon